When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A name you know who's in the know. It's the Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. I am now about to speak with movie star Samuel Jackson's wife, Latanya Richardson. She is a wonderful director with a new play on Broadway called August Wilson's The Piano Lesson. It's at the Ethel Barrymore Theater, and I saw the play, and I loved it, and I love Latanya. You were marvelous. I sat through your show last night at the Ethel Barrymore Theater, August oh, you Wilson. Went la- you came last night? Yes, I mean, yes, I did. I wanted to see it again. It was fabulous. There, were, The audience was jammed-packed. Nobody coughed. Nobody moved for the nearly three hours. Not a rustle of anybody. That's how vi- vibrant it was. Oh, I know. I'm excited. We finally, you know, we found our rhythm. Uh, not having, are we talking? Not having had the benefit of a workshop, which I really, you know, before COVID, we were going to do a workshop with it. Yeah. Um, because John David had never done a play, but we, so we were, you know, the workshop for me is all always special. And we didn't get a chance to do that. Then our rehearsal time was good. I'm not trying to qualify, but now, you know, so when we started with the, uh, even with the opening and through previews, it was still a rehearsal process for us while we tried to ground the play. So we kept working at it. That's why I'm still there. While I'm still here, they said, we haven't had a director that, you know, is like so consciously on board. Like, I said, yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to complete the vision. <laughs> Honey, for you me, like, were terrific. The show is terrific. Where are you from? Where were you born? California, Atlanta, New York, where? Georgia. What's in Georgia? Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I heard sure. of it. What did your parents yeah. do? Oh, my, I was raised by my grandparents primarily. My grandmother was a cook. And my grandfather worked for Beck and Greg Hardware, and they raised three incredible children. My mother was a nurse. My um, uncle ran the post office, and my aunt was the head of media studies for the Board of Education. Those were the grandparents' kids. And what is the genesis of that great name, LaTanya? Where did that come from? My mother, my father was a Marine, and he was in Germany. And he sent home, they always said, well, you know, your mom got it wrong. Uh, he said, <laughs> my name was supposed to be Sonia. And she thought it was L.A. She thought it was Latanya. Oh, I didn't know that That's story. the truth. And she, so she put it, she said, now make the cap- T capital. I said, how did you figure that that was out of Sonia? It was his writing. And it, said, it was just in his writing. But he ended up saying, you know, you were supposed to be named Sonia. Well, this is a much classier name than Sonia. <laughs> How the hell did you get into show business? How? What happened? Uh, I started um, by a teacher, Georgia Allen, in the Atlanta educational system, who was one of my school teachers, took me to Spelman College, where I graduated from. She took me over there when I was 14 years old. 
and became a part of children's theater. Uh, before then, because I was able to remember things, thank God, uh, when I was younger, and from our church, it pageants, all the Christmas programs, the Easter programs, or whatever. I was always one of the uh, persons who did the narration from the Bible or from uh, poems or whatever. So from the time that I was at the Presbyterian kindergarten, nursery and kindergarten, I can remember performing at Spelman in the, at the nursery. They had a nursery, and in Atlanta, you know, the little schools would visit the other schools. And I remember in nursery school going over there and performing this old man. I never forgot that. This old man, he played one, he played that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, full circle, I ended up graduating from college there. Well, and isn't that ACU. where you met Sam Jackson? That is totally where I met Sam, and uh, the rest is history. We've been together now for 52 years. Oh, my God. Oh, 52. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I don't even have that many teeth. Do you, <laughs> do you, remember, do you remember ever blowing a line? Now you're a director. Your husband's a big star, and so are you. But do you remember ever blowing a line or screwing up on stage? Of course. Are you kidding me? Listen, this is what I tell actors all the time. And I'm like, listen, stay in the moment. Because the minute that you think about something else and take yourself out, you run the great risk, greater risk of going up, as we call it, of forgetting where you are. I did that in To Kill a Mockingbird, but I only did it once. I only did it once. I was standing and I was getting ready. Boo Rally was about to leave, was about to come into the house. And they said, you know, and I, he came to the door and a scout was with him at the door, and I opened the door, and I had thought about something else. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking about. And all of a sudden, I, I'm supposed to say, uh, boo, and I couldn't remember his name. I said, oh, fuck. Yeah, well, so it's happened. something like, you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Did they cover for you, honey? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, oh, you. Oh, hey, you know that we share some friends together. Of and course. do you know that your birthday is the same birthday as our mutual friend, Judge Judy? Same of day? Of course I do. And we always call each other. And do you know that that's also the birthday of my Yorkie dog the same day? <laughs> What's so your Yorkie dog's name? My jelly bean, jelly bean. And so everybody gets presents the same day. Anyway, okay. What does jelly bean get? Oh, honey, he gets everything. He owns my house and I live in a penthouse. He has it all. I love him much more than, with great respect, I even loved my husband. Much oh, more. God. That's how much Cindy, I love him. Cindy, here you go. <laughs> and we okay. know what a legendary relationship that was. So you too, sweetie. a lot. <laughs> Okay, back to the piano lesson. Tell me about it. I don't understand how you direct a husband. Day and night you're together. What do you do at home? You sit and run lines? No, not at all. Now, that's one thing we never have done. He is not that guy. And thank God in his erudicious nature of learning lines the way he does, he doesn't want you to. We, you know, the only thing that I will say that we talk about or have talked about in this incarnation with me directing the play are notes so that I can do notes at the theater, especially for time. Then I can do notes at home with him without having to go over his, 
You know what I mean? Because you sit there with the cast and you try to figure it out. Now, initially, I, you know, I just started giving notes during rehearsal, and I didn't think it was going to be an issue, but he did challenge me. He was like, well, why am I, would I do that if blah, blah, blah? I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you see the rest of these actors sitting here just listening to me? You're supposed to be and listen. I, anyway. I, I, I don't know how you could do that. I mean, sitting in, in bed or wherever you're, you're telling him how to correct a line. It just doesn't yeah. seem normal. Uh, I, but listen, what we do is not normal. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to. Ge- I don't want to get into that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get to do the piano lesson in the first place? How did you get to direct it? Uh, it was a gift. When I tell you, it was one of the greatest gifts I have ever been given by Denzel Washington and Scott Rudin, and um, they asked me. This was before the pandemic, and you know, once everything that occurred during the pandemic with with all of the hoopla of canceling yeah. and all of this, we ended up with uh, Brian Moreland, Tom Curtahy, and Sonia Friedman as producers, and um, which was a little different. I got the show with Denzel and Scott, and it was the greatest moment that for them to have had that kind of confidence in me because they both knew I wanted to direct. And... You know, Denzel knew that this was uh, the beginning for John David, and he said, I just wanted to make sure that he was put in the hands of someone who would nurture his talent if he had any in that regard, which we end up saying, of course he did, that would nurture him and put him on the right path of this, that it wouldn't be someone who would just, you know, destroy his confidence or not give him what he needed in the moment. And, he, and I think that's you. Weren't, weren't you a little scared to direct something as major as this? I guess maybe in my foolishness of being a black woman in America, I was not. Uh, <laughs> because okay. there have been too many okay. other things that would make me afraid. So this was not one. Working has never been one. And directing... Uh, was just a matter of life for me. I told the actors, you know, initially, I said, look, this is how I live my life. Everything I do is connected. So the the way that I have had to be in charge of so many issues navigating my life, this is just another piece of it, of being in charge and navigating that. So, no, it was just a different venue. I mean, to, to have all of the moving parts, I build houses, so I'm like, well, I know how to handle contractors, so I can handle all these designers. It's it's a collaboration anyway, and I think that that was a God-given gift to me to be able to be in a room of people and sort of just allow the room to organically take shape and guide it through, because that's all the director's doing. You, you have a vision. You know, the script you're given from which is August's words, was sacrosanct, first of all, to me and how they are delivered. So what was his intention? I, 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 you know, I knew what that was. And then the vision was my reimagining the play for New Generation. So, no, I wasn't afraid. Did, I was hopeful. Did you ever, ever, ever think of anyone other than Samuel Jackson playing the lead role? 
Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's pretty good. You okay. The lead. The lead is John Davis. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. But, but we all become. Joker, we all go because it's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I mean, we're not we going for anything him. else. I can't you see him though? I, I I said now it's full circle. It's time for you to be Doker. Yeah. Well, it was great. Why is it a limited engagement? It's over in January. Uh, you know we got movie stars. <laughs> oh, what's they, you gonna? They yeah. Have well, to go. Oh, sorry about that. He has to go where the bills get paid. (laughs) Speaking of the bills getting paid, what are you doing in our glorious, wonderful New York City? Are you schlepping into department stores? Are you eating in our restaurants? Do you go out late after the show? I'm eating in the restaurants. I'm definitely eating too much in the restaurants and drinking, I might add. Oh, Um, well, listen. This is like a big cocktail time. I said, is everybody here on martinis, though? That's the new, like, drink again. I said, so... I am uh, still working and still promoting the show. So, you know, and I have understudies who have to be rehearsed. So my days are pretty full. And then I get to talk to people like you. Um, what do you mean and, understudies? Who's going to understudy Sam Jackson? Oh, we've got him. Are you kidding me? Peter J. Fernandez, who teaches at Columbia, is one of our understudies for Sam. <laughs> Lots of luck. I mean, this is not Sam Jackson. <laughs> I mean, I wish you luck. No, what are you talking no. about? No, listen, this cast is incredible. Michael Potts, Sam, you know, Racer, Trey Byers, April Mathers, even little Nadia, you know, and Journey, who play the kids. You know, it's just an incredible company. What can I say? The night I saw the piano lesson, every single seat was taken. Nobody coughed. Nobody showed a camera. Nobody took out a phone. Have you ever had anybody disrupted in some way like that, coughing or some other stupid thing? Of course. You know, we get the rattling of the paper. But, you know, I think the most disruptive are the people who are late. And, you know, they come in and it's like, you know, they got to stand in front of people and walk, you know, walk. And the cats can see that. I said, for somehow, I think that people think they're watching a movie sometimes to say, you know, that, the screen won't see you, but in live theater, the actors see you. It's like, you know, and it can be rather disruptive. We have to start on time because of the length of the show. And uh, so we tell people the play starts on time. Believe that. The most grace period you're going to have is two minutes, not the, you know, five to ten that you can get in some place. Uh, This one starts on time. So that's pretty much, you know, a couple of times, you know, it's you, you get a phone going off, but not a lot. I must say, not a lot. Well, I'll tell you, when it's three hours, a lot of people have to pee at the break. I'll tell you that. It was, yeah. a, it was a mad dash downstairs. Of course. <laughs> but everybody made it back in time. Everybody made it back in time. Tell me, the place, the play is set in somebody's house, but it's never clear to me whose house it was. Who it's was she, their cousin? House. Yeah, they say in the beginning, it's Doker's house. And if you're, it, you know, it's it's a matter of listening closely to the lines, too. She even says, Doker, tell him even. He said, I can't put him out, you know. He hasn't done anything, you know, which she's talking about Boy Willie. Bernice is talking about Boy Willie at one point. She tells Doker, tell him to leave, Doker. He said, I'm not going to put him out. And even Boy Willie, they they always allude to whose house it is. It's Doker's house, though. And I think maybe you should, you, you know, you can read it in the program. I know they that 
it says takes place in um, a house in Pittsburgh belonging to the Uncle Doker or something like that. Well, lots of luck. I didn't read it that carefully. I was only interested in looking at Sam Jackson and the play. Oh, bless your heart. Cindy, you're just so kind. See there? I'm going to tell him that, too. He's out today working on Capital One. Where, where do you keep your awards, sweetie? I mean, there's an awful lot of them. What awards? Well, I mean, Sam has a few. Oh, well, that's L.A. Yeah, we, you know, we have honors from, you know, I've got my Tony stuff, but the uh, honors from um, our philanthropy work, but his awards are in a case in L.A. Our house is in L.A., so... You know, we have, we're grateful to have a condo here in New York. I love New York. Um, but the awards are all there, are all in L.A. In a case, in his office. Oh, I know all about your house in L.A. I mean, Tony and David and Judy and, uh, I mean, I know all about this. I just thought I'd find out if you had anything <laughs> else to say. <laughs> Whenever you're out there, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Thanks, honey. How did you handle the pandemic? How did you? Did you have any bad time with it? No, you know, we didn't. We didn't get COVID. And that was going to be a trial. I thought for, because all I could think was we are so used to being apart for X number of months during the year. Usually I'm either working on a play in New York or he's shooting a film somewhere. I said, lockdown, really? Us here together that long? (laughs) <laughs> that had not happened to us for a long time, you know. So that was new, but it worked out. I said, thank God this house is this big, though. Are you backstage every night? Uh, a lot of the nights, but only because sometimes there are things that, that um, the stage manager has asked me to watch for or people who come from L.A. or from Atlanta They'll call and say, will you be there or will you come or, you know, so I feel guilty. So I'll like come like at the end, right before the end, so I can see the people after the play or something. But I'm here a lot. I'm there to play a lot. Where are you both going after this? I mean, it's just a magnificent play here. Where are you going? What are you doing? I know he's a movie star and I know you're a big director. But since I'm well, a simple you, little person. Director. No, no, this is, look, I, you're at the beginning of this with me. You can say, I remember when she started. With you. This, was my, this is my first Broadway show. Listen, so, I can remember when Alexander Hamilton started. So don't tell me what I remember. I remember uh, back when Jesus was, was walking around. No, Cindy, not true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you can say I did one of her first interviews. Um, I, I hope. I, I've been so blessed. God has been so good to me. I've been so blessed. Let me just tell you, from the beginning of all of this, he's had his hand on everything that I've done. And so far, I'm sitting here now holding two scripts that I can't even talk about of offers for me to direct Broadway shows. I'm like, oh, my God, really? Okay, if these are scripts you can't talk about, what are you supposed to not talk about doing? Starring in it or directing in it? Oh, no, directing. Directing. Um, I have no intention of acting in a play except one, and that's for Kenny Leon, who is 
all over everything all over Broadway. Next fall, a show that he is doing called Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death. Uh, I did the workshop with them in something like April or May, I think we did the workshop. And um, so I'm for, I'm pretty much committed to being that. Actually. Are you going to be with us in New York? Of course, on Broadway. Uh, so do you two beauties, when you're home alone, do you run lines with each other? No, we don't. We watch movies. Like what? <laughs> like what? Only something your husband's in? Uh, no. We watch, like, because we're both in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, you know, we have to watch all of the Academy films. Uh, so we're great, you know, cinephiles. Uh, we just didn't watch movies. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. Brittany Griner was released today. So, you know, woke up with that this morning. And we're pretty active politically. So there's a lot of stuff for us to talk about, including uh, if we come home, what happened at the play, you know, during mostly now. Well, how was the show tonight? You know, that kind of thing. Well, how does it go differently? How does it go differently? How does it go differently? Somebody dropped something? Or how does it go when, when there's something that happens on stage? Uh, or something that happens in the audience. Or, oh. you know, he'll, we'll just say, oh, what did this feel like tonight? You know, we had a great run tonight. You know, uh, it was a little slow in this area. It was a little, you know, we found, you know, we had great rhythm area. You know, just, you know, the play itself. The play, that's what's so beautiful about a theater experience. It's so alive and organic in each time it's done. So... There's, you know, and it will be never look like that again. Well, I have to tell you that I thank Judy and I thank Tony and David and all of our mutual friends yes. for arranging this interview. I was so eager to meet you on the radio, sweetie. You've been so good and kind to even entertain me today, Cindy. And I thank you, and I look forward to uh, the birthday greeting for Jelly Bean next year. <laughs> that you know, you. now that I know that he exists or she exists, Jelly Bean, happy birthday! A belated happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you, Latanya, and thank you for coming All right, on. Charlotte. Thanks, thank sweetie. Thank you. Okay, happy honey. Holidays. You too, sweetie. Bye. That was good. Yeah. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.